ailments. This is the podcast where I help bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you ever wondered how some people can get healed from supposedly incurable diseases? Do you find yourself repeating the same patterns in relationships? Or do you struggle with manifesting abundance? Or are you constantly working on something within yourself, even maybe in therapy, and you feel like you're just not really getting very far because it keeps being an issue and no matter how hard you try to change it, it just doesn't go away? If so, then stay tuned. This is the episode. Today, I'm really excited to bring you the topic that we're going to be discussing today, and that is the incredible power of the human body and soul to heal itself. Now, this is a very deeply personal and passionate topic for me, given my life experience, and it's actually how I began my true awakening journey over 20 years ago. Now, some of you may have heard the story in an earlier podcast about my health crisis that I faced in my 20s. But just to summarize quickly, I was diagnosed with an incurable disease in my 20s, and I was told that I was going to be a sick person for the rest of my life. And because we're talking about quantum healing today, I'm going to share a little bit more in depth into how I came to discover the power of the human body to be healed. Back in 2000, I was living in the Bay Area, living in San Francisco, working downtown for a public relations firm where I led the brand strategy practice. We had clients all over Silicon Valley, and it was right during the crazy dot-com boom that was happening late 90s, early 2000s. And one day, we got an email, a, a company email, and it was an invitation to a lunch and learn. We used to have these once in a while where the company would buy us lunch, we'd sit in the conference room, and we would learn about different things in our lives. And this particular lunch and learn was titled Stress Reduction. (laughs) So I immediately (laughs) raised my hand, RSVP'd for the stress reduction because I didn't even care what it was going to be about. All I knew is that I needed to reduce my stress. So I go to this lunch and learn, and in walks a chiropractor. And he sets up a massage table at the front of the room, and we're all sitting there eating lunch. And honestly, with this massage table at the front of the room, I was like, what is going on here? But I didn't care because I just was like, oh, it's free lunch, and I get to learn about how to have less stress in my life. So he starts talking about stress and health and its, its impact on our health, and we're listening. And he looks around the room and he says, I need a volunteer. And everyone's looking up like, what do you mean volunteer? And nobody was raising their hand. And he looks right at me and he goes, you, why don't you come on up here? And so I was like, okay, why not? You know, what do I have to lose here? So I get up on the table and he starts doing a form of energy healing on me in front of the room. Now, it was fascinating because I had no idea what was happening, but there were certain times where he would move the energy and place his hands on different points on my back 
And I'm not kidding you, all of a sudden I would be welling up in tears. And I had no idea why. And I was just going with it, going with it. And it was interesting because there were points on my body that he would touch that um, when he touched them, there was pain. But he would place his hands on points on my body and push down and say, "Does is this tender? Is this tender? And I, it was usually like I'd almost be jumping off the, te- the table like, oh, yeah, kind of hurts. And then he would do this technique and then he'd press. He wouldn't even move his hands, but then he would pre- press on the same exact points, push down really hard, and there would be no pain. And had I not experienced it firsthand, I wouldn't have necessarily believed it. But I know that people in the room were watching and they started to get fascinated. So long story short, he worked on me for a while. And afterwards, I was sitting there on the table and I knew that something deeply profound had happened. And I knew my life had changed that day. I didn't quite know how. I didn't quite know what it all meant. I just knew in my soul that something massive had just happened. And what was really interesting is that I was talking to my colleagues later afterwards, the ones who had been in the room with me while this work was being done. And they all, of course, my eyes were closed, so I didn't see any of this happening, but they, they came up to me and they couldn't stop telling me about the fact that at one point in the session, they were all lined up on the conference table. So imagine everyone on a conference table on both sides and I'm at the head of the conference table, you know, perpendicular to them. So I'm there and they're all sitting there and they said at one point when he did the technique that they all at the same time, the same four women that were sitting on one end of the table all felt this wave of energy and they all instinctively moved back at the exact same time. They felt it. They felt the release of energy from my body in the room and they looked at each other like, whoa, because they all felt it and they all noticed that all the other people in the row were feeling it. So something big did happen that day. But that was the day that I basically had an incredible healing from my incurable disease. Now, that typically doesn't happen in one session. I don't want to set that expectation that this particular technique, I'm I'm not trained in it. I'm not endorsing it in any way. I'm only just sharing what was used for me. But I know that I experienced that because it's part of my mission as a healer to have experienced that incredible healing in that session. Now I did go back and see that chiropractor a couple more times and he confirmed that indeed that issue was resolved. And he also acknowledged it wasn't typical for it to happen in one session. Usually there's more and more layers and layers. And obviously um, having worked in quantum healing now for almost 15 years personally, I can attest to that as well. But for me, that was the day that things stopped. Now, it was not long after that that I was able to get off all of my medications. And it has been almost 20 years where I have been living not as a sick person, but as a healthy person. I was told that I would have a life of ups and downs. I would told that I'd be in and out of the hospital, in and out of doctor's offices, get ready for that kind of a life. And I have not been living the life that I was told I was going to be living. So it's been my mission since that experience in my life to shout from the rooftops, to help give people 
understanding and hope about the possibilities, the possibilities beyond what we have been taught and shown. So that experience in my life really began this voracious desire to learn everything I can about health, about the body, about healing, about energy healing, about quantum physics, consciousness, Because what happened that day, the way that the chiropractor explained it to me, is that the reason that I had that profound result was because what he did was he removed the imprint of a specific emotion on my body. So I began my search. I began my studies on my own. I didn't even know where to begin. I just know that I spent all of my spare time reading discovering things. One of the books that I read early, early back then was a book by Carolyn Meese, The Anatomy of the Spirit. And I, it always stayed with me what she said in that book, which is our biography becomes our biology. So every experience that we experience in our lives literally imprints energetically in our field. And an analogy that I always like to use to explain this is imagine a river. Imagine the energy flowing through your body like a river. Now, obviously, Chinese medicine has the meridians. It teaches about that. We have the chakra system. We have many different human ways of explaining this concept, but everything being energy. So imagine a river of energy flowing through your body, and then suddenly there is a log that gets put in that river. The log can be an interruption to the field, an interruption to the flow of energy. Now this log can be a physical injury for some people. It can be you break your leg and suddenly it disrupts the energy field. Um, It can be an event or a traumatic emotional event. It can be a spiritual lesson that we encounter Whatever is the cause of that log going in the river, what happens to the energy when a log, when like with the water, when a log comes into the river, the water has to find a way around the log and it forms a new pattern of flow. So when we have multiple logs backing up in our system from our day-to-day lives and our experiences, you can imagine how it can cause massive disruption in our energy flow and our energy field. So when you understand that concept of the way that energy flows through our body and how it can get disturbed, you can see how over time we can develop either patterns of chronic disease or we can develop patterns of responding to the world around us. So this is a fundamental piece of understanding the type of healing that I'm about to share. So it was really only a couple years after that that I decided to completely change my career and go back to school to become a naturopath, to become somebody that would help people learn the options that we have to be healthier, options beyond simply the allopathic medical model. And I went back to school and I opened my practice and I began seeing clients. And I started my practice and people would come to me for all different health issues, a lot of chronic issues, everything from diabetes to allergies to cancer to um, heart disease, 
to arthritis. I mean, you name it, I had them as a client. And remembering in my experience how much of our health truly does stem from emotions, experiences, and even spiritual themes in our life, I always had this in the back of my mind. So not long after I began my practice, I incorporated a technology into my client sessions. And that was a quantum biofeedback system that allowed me to do stress relief, stress reduction. It would calibrate to the person's energy field. It would introduce frequencies that then I would be able to see how much they rectified. I could actually measure quantifiably these energetic imbalances, these logs that were all throughout the client's body that were bringing up the physical disease that we were seeing on the surface. And it was funny because when I named my business back then, it was the Conscious Health Group because I wanted people to understand when they came to me that I wasn't just going to be giving them the answers. This was about their conscious intention and participation in their healing process. And that was something that was really important to me because that is really what it takes to create optimal health. It creates, it it stems from a co-creative process between ourselves and the universe, ourselves and oneness, ourselves and our bodies, ourselves and the divine consciousness that is available to all of us, that stream of of all-knowing consciousness from which everything begins. So one of the things that I started doing with clients, and it wasn't something I did with all clients simply because it depended on where they were in their journey of opening up to being able to really heal, to kind of open their minds to possibilities. But what I started doing when I had my quantum biofeedback system with my clients is with some clients, I began to do timeline therapy, timeline therapy that allowed me to see a situation in their past experience that was causing or contributing to their physical symptom. And so I'm sure you can imagine how not everyone was ready for this type of work because not everyone be ready to hear the message of, oh, you're coming to me for your arthritis and we're talking about what happened when you were eight years old. Like not, not everyone's ready for that and that's okay. But for the clients that I knew were open to that and were exhibiting the patterns that made it very clear that this would be a very, very effective way to help them. I began to see firsthand everything that I had been studying for the years prior. Firsthand how certain organ systems and certain um, parts of the body relate to different emotions, different spiritual challenges. And it's what I had read in Carolyn Meese's book years earlier, And I was seeing it firsthand in my practice. Now, inherent in the naturopathic approach to healing is the philosophy that we always have to look at what is underneath what we are observing. Traditional allopathic medicine takes a look at your symptoms and prescribes either drugs, medication, 
um, or surgery to fix the set of symptoms. But naturopathic philosophy when it comes to healing is the opposite. It observes the series of symptoms, which spiritually and physically are warning signs from our body of there's a disruption in the flow. There's a disruption in um, the way things are supposed to be. And that's why when we get a symptom, we're supposed to we're supposed to notice it. And when we ignore a symptom, it always escalates because we're not paying attention to it, right? So working with my clients holistically, I never separated out, well, this is just a physical issue or this is just an emotional issue. They are all intertwined. It's the physical health, it's the emotional health, and it's the spiritual health that we are working with when we are talking about working with the field. Now, obviously, there are different types of health challenges, right? There are the chronic health challenges that we face, the things that we kind of deal with ongoing. We may even be um, actively treating with a medical doctor, for example. And then there are those acute situations, the broken leg, the cut on your arm, the burn that you get from hitting the stove. You know, all of those are acute injuries. But I'm going to share a couple stories to help illustrate what I'm talking about here when it comes to all of it is connected. All of it is not necessarily random. <laughs> so I was um, having a conversation a while back with uh, a mom at the school, at my daughter's school, and she was telling me how her son, he was injured yet again. Like he was always like having a sprained ankle or breaking a bone because he was an athlete. So he was constantly having problems. And literally this was probably the fifth or sixth time in the few years that I knew her where he had something major going on that was causing him to literally have to be in a cast or something. And she was just kind of laughing about it. And it was interesting. So I asked her a question. I said, what side of the body is he always getting injured on? And she thought about it and she goes, you know what? It's always his right side. It's always his right side. It's his right ankle he sprains. It's his right wrist that he breaks. It's his right shoulder that gets dislocated or whatever it was. She goes, it's always on the right. And I said, interesting. So the right represents the masculine energy. Is he having issues with his dad by any chance? <laughs> She's looking at me and her her jaw drops and she's like, oh my God, yes. And I said, well, could be there could be a connection there because there is. It is not an accident. The, the, the body and, and our soul is always showing us things that we need to look at. So it may seem ridiculous to say, well, come on, I can't, if I stub my toe or if I, you know, trip and fall and get a scrape on the left side of my body. Does that mean I'm mad at my mother? Well, no, not necessarily, but it is something to notice. And it, the patterns are something to pay attention to. So this even applies when there is acute injuries that are not chronic in nature. Now, I'm going to give another example of a woman that I worked with doing timeline therapy, because I think stories just help to connect so I was working at a homeopathic pharmacy for a while and they, we had a lot of clients that were coming in and getting 
work getting help with supplements, with homeopathy, with all sorts of things. And there was one patient who came in that my colleague that was working with her who owned the pharmacy, he was not able to make a difference. Like he couldn't break, he couldn't get a result for what she came in for. And what she had come in for originally was she was in her mid-20s, a young, healthy uh, female who had stopped getting her period. She stopped menstruating. And so she came in, she was working with him. He put her on all sorts of uh, supplements and remedies to help with her cycle and her hormones and everything. And he was working with her for a while. And finally, he knew that I had this experience with this biofeedback system with my own clients. And he says, can you work with her? I'm not, I'm not really getting anywhere. I'd love you to work with her. Cause he knew the power of what this type of healing could do. So I started working with her and right away, I obviously understood that there was likely an underlying emotional or spiritual cause for her stopping her menstrual cycle. So when we did just the very first session, I did the timeline work with her. And what came up was there was an experience she had when she was 12 years old that was around her sexuality. And she developed some shame around her sexuality. And fast forward to her mid-20s. She was um, really into yoga. So she had gotten involved in a yoga community and it was very important to her. And the group that she was with was very much teaching a philosophy that you can't be spiritual and also be a sexual being. Like you had to be separate. You had to basically denounce your humanness, your sexual energy in order to really be a true yogi. And she was going, she was studying to, to do this. And so she was creating this conflict that originally stemmed from when she was 12 years old to where she, she believed so wholeheartedly that she could not be spiritual if she connected to her sexual energy or to her own sexuality. And then she was found herself in the experience with all of the people in her 20s. So her body literally shut down her sexuality by stopping her periods. And by the way, she had gone to many doctors prior to even coming to our pharmacy. So she had exhausted every angle prior to me working with her. And wouldn't you know it, it was this profound connection to where she felt her body was responding to her subconscious belief that she could not be a spiritual being and also be connected to her sexuality. So I did my session and wouldn't you know it, a few weeks later, she gets her period. Now I did do a couple other sessions with her afterwards because when I work with energy, sometimes it takes some time to settle in with the new pattern and I wanted to reinforce it. But after the third session, she was suddenly, she would come in once a month, I would do the session and she was back to normal. Her cycle was back because she no longer had that disconnect in her field because part of in the healing process, what I would do 
is I would reprogram her field. I would clear that disruption or that belief that was created and then create a brand new field so she no longer has to manifest the outward symptom. So that's a story that I always love to share because it does illustrate how our beliefs and our limiting beliefs tied to our experiences can have a physical impact as profound as a 25-year-old healthy woman stopping her period. So now I'm sure you're saying like, wow, how cool that she has this system. I want, I wish I could have that system or how could I learn to work with that type of a system? I would love to get my hands on this. And there certainly are many systems out there. Um, I have had mine now for almost 15 years and I've worked for th with thousands of people using this type of system. But I'm here to tell you guys, you don't need the system to tap into your body's ability to heal. And yes, you did hear me right. You don't need the system. Now, many people benefit from having a system like this or a practitioner they can go to that they can get some healing from. But I'm here to tell you, the truth is you don't need it. We have the innate ability within our own selves to do this for ourselves. We are taught consistently that the solution to our problems is outside of ourselves. We need to go to a doctor. We need to take a certain medication. We need to have a certain procedure done. You know, we need to have a technology outside of ourselves that's going to actually fix it for us. But that is what we are being called as humanity to break free from. If you knew that your body could do all of that without any other systems or devices, would you truly believe it? And many of you are probably listening going, I don't quite believe that's possible. And that's okay. But I'm here to say that it is possible because what I've done since then is I have dedicated the last several years of my life to doing healing sessions with clients without my system. And guess what? It's even more profound. The reason it's even more profound is because I help the client go through a healing process that they are consciously participating in. They are consciously part of it. They are part of the shift. They see it, they observe it, they watch it, and they're part of it, and then they see the results firsthand, and they become empowered knowing that they had a hand in it, that they were part of it, that it wasn't, oh, I have to go to Erica in order to be healed. It's actually, I did this myself. And so there's a profound shift when somebody can experience incredible healing of their own participation. So you heard from the example of my client who had stopped her periods. She had exhausted everything prior to trying this type of healing. And what I'm about to share is for those of you that maybe have been working on a certain part of yourself for a long time. Maybe you know that you struggle with, for example, boundaries, or maybe you struggle with 
um, self-worth or maybe feeling like you're lovable or maybe you're struggling with manifesting abundance and you may have even gone to therapy where you talk and you process and you come to understand yourself and therapy is fabulous for many things however there are times when talking about it and talking about it and having the conscious awareness is just not enough because a lot of these things that we work on in healing stem from our unconscious and where we actually get a break in the field. So we can, in through therapy, for example, traditional talk therapy, we can identify an unconscious pattern with the help of a skilled therapist who can see it, who can observe it, and who can let it come to our conscious mind. And if you guys haven't seen my episode, by the way, on shadows, I talk a lot about this in the shadow episode, uh, the podcast I did. That's a little aside in case you're curious and want to get into more of that. But a therapist can bring it to the conscious mind, but it doesn't mean that it stops the behavior because it, it won't stop the instinct when we're stressed to exhibit the behavior. It's like we will notice it and we will recognize it as soon as we do it because we're aware of it and we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it doesn't stop the impulse to behave in that manner. And that's where this type of healing work can make a massive difference. When I work with clients, oftentimes it's, it's two different types. It's the ones that come to me with physical ailments, physical disease, and we do sessions, and then there are the people that are recognizing that they have either a limiting belief or they keep manifesting a pattern or they feel stuck in an area of their life for some way. And often our work stems from the inner child. We start doing inner child work and helping to reprogram and recode the field once we bring it to the surface. Now, sometimes our patterning does have past life origination. But I don't always, I don't advocate going back to do past life healing until you've healed this life first, because trust me, there's plenty of material in this lifetime that will make more of a difference. You know, I know past life stuff can be interesting and fascinating, and trust me, it is. But when we're talking about a true healing experience, we must look at the basics and the beginning stages of what we are dealing with in this lifetime. So just to take a 10,000 foot view of how this process really works, is it's simply a matter of taking a look at our lives. Where are we manifesting a pattern of something? Now, this certainly could be a pattern of physical or chronic illness. It could be a pattern of always attracting the same type of relationships. You know, someone who always attracts, you know, the friend that always attracts someone who cheats on them or someone who lies to them or someone who always attracts a narcissist. It's when we look at a 10,000 foot view at the patterns in our lives, that is the sign that there's something that is out of alignment within our field that is causing us to continue to manifest the outward experience, whatever that outward experience is. So when we do this healing, at a core fundamental level in the field, the energy field. And we reprogram the field to be more in balance where we remove the impact of the trauma, if you will, whether it's physical or emotional. And we reprogram the field, then suddenly we no longer have to 
manifest the outward experience because we have shifted it. And this is where it's so fascinating when I work with people. I always tell them, when you work on you and you shift your field, you're going to see how people respond differently to you to you now. And this is when I worked a lot with parents and I would counsel with families on conscious parenting. The parents would always come to me and, like, and say, like, can you fix my kids? When do you need to meet my kids? Do you need to sit down with my kids? And I'd be like, nope, I don't need to talk to your children at all. I don't need to meet them. I need to talk to you and I need to talk to your spouse. <laughs> and it was fascinating how, and I see this all the time. I see where there are examples of somebody clearing something and then suddenly no longer having the experience. And there's another great story. And this was shared by a colleague of mine, but I think it's such a great example of this point. She was working with a client, a gentleman who had come in and who was having real, real marital problems at the time with his wife, because one of their constant issues was the fact that she was a lot messier than he was. And she would never clean, she would never do anything, and it was starting to become one of the biggest issues in their marriage. So he did a session, he did a healing session, and cleared and, and shifted his energy field based on why he was manifesting that outward experience. And I'm not kidding you. He went home after the session to find his wife having just cleaned the entire house. I mean, it can be that fast. <laughs> and it's and I have countless examples of things like this happening. So you can see how when we shift our field, we no longer need to manifest the problem. And then she had she had said to him when he came home, she's like, you know what, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm really gonna make an effort. This matters to me. And it was like no longer randomly, they'd been fighting about this for years, literally. And what are the odds that suddenly the one day he goes and he does a session, suddenly she decides to clean the house and make an effort. And it was not an issue after that in their marriage. So there, I mean, this stuff is real. And I know it sounds out there if this is a brand new concept to you, but I hope that by sharing these examples that it can really help you see what's possible. Now, I do want to share a final example from my own client work that I think will really show you how profound quantum healing is. And I had a client who came to me, and she is an artist, and she worked as a graphic designer, so she's on the computer all the time. And she had had a situation where she was in the office, walking, not paying attention. She literally walked smack into a door. Or someone opened the doors, like something happened where she injured her shoulder very strongly that was really impacting her quality of life. She couldn't even raise her arm very high. And you can imagine when you're a graphic artist working on a computer all the time, how you need to be able to move your arm to be able to draw, to be able to do things. And she was not able, it was really, she was not able to work very well and it was impacting her work her sleep and everything. And she had gone to um, physical therapy. She had gone to the doctors and she had been struggling with this for quite a while. So I did a session with her and we got at what was underneath her shoulder. Why was this ex experience happening? What could we do to heal her shoulder? And so we went through the process. We went through the session and I'm just going to read you her email that she sent me the following day. 
because I think this explains the power that this type of healing can do. And I'm just looking it up, and here it is. It says, she wrote me a long email, and here's just a piece of it. She said, the healing was profound. I'm still in awe of what is happening to my body. It really is quite different today. There's no burning at all. The tightness in my neck and my shoulder, it's gone. The right side of my body is longer, and my sister even commented on how I seemed physically taller today with a lightness around me. So there was an example of an acute physical injury that was healed through the quantum field by looking at what was going on with her inner child and what it was here to teach her. Now, the other things that quantum healing can really help with are those emotional and spiritual wounds that we have, the limiting beliefs that we carry, things like worthiness, not being lovable, fear of failure, fear of success, perfectionism, uh, being afraid to speak up. I've worked a lot with people that have a very strong challenge speaking up, speaking their truth. People having challenges with boundaries, even sexual trauma and abuse. These are all things that can be contributing to our manifesting our existing situations. So I truly hope by sharing this today with you on this podcast that it has opened your minds and your hearts and your souls to the incredible possibilities of the human body to heal. So a resource I recommend for getting to know how this all connects in your life is a very simple one. There is a book called Heal Your Life. I'm sorry, Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And this is a book where she lists all the different physical health ailments and the underlying connected emotions or spiritual lessons that are tied to that. So if you're interested, I definitely recommend that book. It's super easy. It's really small and simple. It even breaks down the vertebrae and the different vertebrae and what they all mean. And I actually used to use her book while I was using my quantum biofeedback system with my clients as a way to really create the story. So that's a really easy thing that you can get. Um, you can, I think there's even an app online in the app store where you can look it up. I actually have it on my phone because I love to pull it out when I'm having a conversation with somebody. But that's a fun little resource I thought I'd throw out there for those of you interested in just tying it into your own experience. What's going on for you and what health issues you have and maybe what's underneath it. That can bring it more to your awareness and to your consciousness. So it's really been my honor to have this conversation with you today and hopefully expand your understanding about what's possible with the human body to heal itself. So now it's time for the question of the week. The question this week is, what is the best way that I can improve my manifesting abilities? Now, one of the things that always comes with this question is a frustration at the lack of manifestation, where it's like, I've done my affirmations, I've put it out there, I've set my intentions, I've written my gratitude journal, why isn't it manifesting yet? right? And so the first thing to pay attention to when something, for example, has not yet manifested in your life is to shift your focus to what you are focused on. I love how Abraham Hicks talks about this. 
And it's all about when you are focused on the absence of the manifestation, you are actually manifesting more of the absence of the manifestation. And I've always loved Abraham Hicks for that teaching because it's so true. People are so focused. They wake up. Is my manifestation here? Is my manifestation here? Nope, nope, not here. So, okay, when is it going to be here? They look at their watch like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So when we notice we're doing this, it is important that we shift our attention away from the absence of it. Number one, that's the easiest thing to do. But more importantly, one of the keys for improving your manifesting abilities um, to co-create with the divine, to co-create with the universe, is to get out of your head. Many people, when they first learn about affirmations and manifestation, they get very cerebral about it. They're very logical about it. They are like, oh, I'm going through the exercises. See, I'm writing in my gratitude journal. I'm writing in my, um, I'm setting my new moon intentions. I'm um, clear on what I want. And I do this all the time. I meditate. I do whatever. But what a lot of people miss is the, the key ingredient. And obviously, this is a big topic that I could cover in, a, in an entire podcast in the future. But the biggest piece that people miss is the fact that it's important to connect to the emotions. This is an emotional journey. When we are saying our affirmations out loud or things that we want to create or manifest in our lives, it's about getting into the feeling of it. Because the feeling is what shifts the vibration. The feeling is what improves the manifestation. So let's just use an example. Let's say, I don't know, I'd love to, I'd love to manifest my soulmate, right? That's a common one that everyone wants. So when you're thinking about manifesting a soulmate, yes, you want to manifest one, but think and get into an exercise of how will it feel once that soulmate has manifested? How is it that you want to feel when they're here? How do you want to feel when you're around them? You know, really enjoy this process. This is something where you could journal and write how you want to feel around this person and get into the feeling of it. When you're getting into the emotion and the feeling, that's where you're connecting to a different part of the field and it becomes more of a vibrational reality. So rather than saying, I'd like a soulmate, it would be really nice. I'd like to manifest them. Thank you very much. It's like, no, no, no. Take your time and get into the feeling. Let's say you want to manifest the money to be able to buy your dream car, right? I'd love to get this car. I've always wanted it since I was a kid. And oh my gosh, I can't wait till I have enough money for it. Well, have you sat down and visualized for yourself, done a visualization exercise where you get into the feeling. What is it going to feel like to get behind the wheel of that car? What is that steering wheel going to feel like? What is the what is it going to feel like when you're driving down the road and your car hugs the turn just the way that that car, your dream car can do? Really imagine and get into the feeling of it. So this is where we take the energy out of the mental body and into the feeling body. And that is one of the best 
tools to help improve our manifestation abilities. Now, as we get more and more practiced and we get more and more in alignment with our higher consciousness, we get to unity consciousness, we will find that we're going to manifest things left and right. And I will also tell you another little secret, and that is that often we are manifesting and we don't even know it. We don't recognize it as a manifestation. So I'll leave you guys with that. Do stay tuned to future episodes because I'll be going more in depth. But I hope that that helps with that question. So we are wrapping up. This is a longer episode than usual, but I obviously love this topic and I hope that you have enjoyed it as well. And as we wrap up, I always like to pull a final oracle card. And guys, guess what? I (laughs) completely forgot to do it at the beginning of this episode. And I don't want to go back and do it. I want to do it real time in the flow. So I apologize for not pulling an oracle card at the beginning, which I do at the beginning of every episode. But today I was just so eager and excited to get to talking about this that I completely spaced. I even have the oracle deck right in front of me. (laughs) So that's okay. I usually start and end all my podcasts with pulling an oracle card as a message, but that's okay. I'm going to end with one this time, but I apologize if you look forward to the beginning one too. <laughs> but let's just pull an oracle card. I'm pulling from the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. That's going to pull a final message for us to contemplate and consider as we go on with our day. And here we have, wow. Interesting. I got two cards that came out. See, so the divine wanted there to be two messages here anyway. Isn't that funny? Two cards jumped out and we have you got the love and you're not alone. And the you got the love card is all about boundaries and codependency and healing those patterns within self that emanate from the inner child. And the you're not alone card is about isolation, physical connection and community. So what I'm feeling from both of these cards is a strong message, first off, of the healing, the codependency, the boundaries. That is one of the things that many people need healing from, where we overgive, where we don't maintain boundaries. And it's one of the things that I work with a lot of my clients on, is that energy. But the concept that you're not alone is something that's really hard for people, especially light workers and star seeds, or people that as they continue their growth journey and their ascension journey, they start to feel like they can't handle the energies around them. And they tend to enjoy their own company now rather than be in meaningless conversation. But sometimes that can result in isolation. Because While it's healthy to enjoy your own company, there is a point where it is important to reach out to others. It is important to reach out to trusted souls, trusted community around you. You know, humans are meant to thrive in community. And if you've been isolating a little bit, um, just check in with, is this something that is, is balanced? Are you replenished? Are you replenishing? Or are you more isolating? It's something that we can do sometimes. It's like that hermit energy in the tarot. The hermit 
when the hermit is balanced, that's when we go inward to, to replenish, to rejuvenate from a healthy place. But then the hermit in the shadow side can go inward and isolate out of fear or judgment of others. So just pay attention to where you're doing that. Um, it's always a good reminder. So there you go, guys. Next week, stay tuned. We are going to actually be looking at the concept of boundaries. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I didn't even recognize that. I didn't even remember that next week's episode was about boundaries and the card just flew out. So they're already teeing me up for next episode where I'm going to be talking about the six truths that will make setting boundaries way easier. So with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Do check out my website, ericaelmitz.com, or my YouTube channel for hundreds of additional videos that could be supportive for you. So until next time, guys, I'm Erica Elmitz, and you've been listening to Soul Speak. Be well, loves. <laughs>